A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hi, I'm Jen Halregal. Welcome to the Sportsman of the Year, a suburban philosophy. Just a warning before we get started, some of the language can get a bit tough at times. I am from West Auckland after all. And we also talk about some stuff you might find upsetting and some stuff you will hopefully find funny. So take care of yourselves, okay? Once, at the top of the long driveway that led down to our family home, I was talking to a couple of guys with my friend because she was staying at my place that weekend and was dating one of them. These lads were affiliated with a local gang and were a little rough around the edges, but I thought they seemed nice enough. All was well until I turned around to see my father running up with a piece of 4 by 2 yelling, Get the fuck off my property! So they took off. My friend said to him, You can't do that! You're not my father! And he said, I can while you're staying under my roof. I never saw those guys again, and it was the last time my friend stayed at my place. I heard some years later that her boyfriend tried to run her over in his car soon after, and her mum had taken her to live in Australia. Great loves are inspiration for so many amazing songs, and to be fair, quite a lot of vacuous rubbish as well. Lyrics sing of romance, infatuation, jealousy, disappointment, booty calls, drug-taking, partying, and anything else to do with relationships. When I started writing songs, I was adamant that I wouldn't write obvious love songs. It seemed to me that a lot of brilliant artworks in history had been from a predominantly male perspective, and somehow it didn't feel right relaying my feelings in the same way. When a man writes a song about having a broken heart, revealing that he's all forlorn, soft and sensitive, everyone goes gushy and says, oh, you poor thing. But I knew if I wrote a song like that, well, it could be construed as pathetic, obsessive and a bit crazy stalky. There are so many love songs floating around about Mandy, Jean and Caroline, but not so many about Bert and Larry, so I stayed very clear. Some lovers have certainly ended up in a line of a song here and there but it would have to be a very unusual turn for me to name a song after someone specific. I would imagine the recipient of that dedication wouldn't be too pleased either. Today, thankfully, anything goes, but I don't feel comfortable being overtly obvious with my affections even now. My song High Maintenance Man acknowledges some of the relationships I've had in my life, and it's certainly a nod in the direction of the wonderful man in my life now who has valiantly stuck around despite my artistic tendencies. I can be very distant, aloof and self-absorbed at times and occasionally away with the imagination fairies. Heaven is here and it's here in your arms I can't resist those heavenly charms so 
At secondary school, I had a massive crush on a guy called Nino and used to hang out around the library foyer every day just to see him as he walked past. It must have been very obvious how I felt about him because one of his friends said to me, Nino would like to meet up with you at Denise's party on Saturday night. So it was a bit of a big deal. Right now. I dressed up in my best outfit and went along to that party thinking I was going to meet up with my beloved, but when I arrived I found that he wasn't there, nor did he know I existed. It was just a setup, and unfortunately I was the butt of a very cruel joke. All I could do was turn bright red. Being ridiculed in that way at that age is a merciless pain, and not one I would wish on any teenager. So if you'll take the high road and down For a while, I dated an American exchange student, but it was doomed from the start as he had to go home. It was, however, an excellent reason to start writing songs about sadness and loss. One of the first songs I ever wrote was about hanging out with him at Cuddy Cuddy Beach on Auckland's west coast. It's called Been a Long Time, and it's my good friend Carol Hill's favourite song of mine, even though I have never recorded it. She keeps it alive by singing it whenever she is handed a guitar at a party. When I got to university, I learned a new L word, lesbian. I had spent so much time thinking about boys that I didn't know that there was such a thing until a couple of friends started to come out. For me, it was, wow, you prefer women? Gosh, that's interesting. It wasn't that I was incredibly naive. I did understand that there were lesbians in the world. It was probably just because I grew up in a neighbourhood full of boys. I had never come across a woman who declared she loved another woman, and when it happened... I just accepted it and got on with being the best friend I could. I did seem to know quite a few gay girls at university, and because my band Cassandra's Ears was an all-women lineup, we used to perform at a lot of women-only dances that were popular at the time. When I think about it, I really enjoyed the company of lesbian women because they seemed independent and strong and they didn't aspire to marrying knights on horses either. Today, I am still fortunate to have these incredibly strong, fabulous women in my life, Of course, it means I have never been a bridesmaid, but now I think there is hope for me yet. Come on, somebody, would you get married? Because I want to wear a puffball dress and peach. For me, I have never really had a burning desire to be married, although that isn't to say I won't take the plunge one day. For a while, I was sucked into what I called the princess myth, whereby I thought someone was going to pick me up, whisk me away, save me from the big badass boogeyman and look after me for the rest of my life. But eventually, I figured out that I was the only one who could save me and no partner was ever going to be strong enough to take on the role of my saviour. It's simple, really. Attach your own oxygen mask before attempting to help others. Mum told me her generation was different. Finding a husband and having children was all she ever wanted to do. She loved romance and babies and all those pretty things that you could fit into a home and she would worry for me because I didn't seem to aspire to any of them. From my perspective, I couldn't think of anything worse than being tied to a kitchen and having kids and for a long time I thought I wouldn't have any. 
Mum had a tea towel hanging in the kitchen that said, it starts when you sink in his arms and ends with your arms in the sink. And I always thought, blow that, that's not for me. So no, for a long while I didn't want children and I enjoyed the freedom of having no dependents. I guess living the life of a musician full-time and being on the breadline for a lot of it meant I didn't think I would ever be in the position to look after another human. Of course, once I did get pregnant with my first child, a lot of my ideas changed, and quite radically. And since then, I have always considered myself very fortunate that my children came along, and I've put them at the top of my priority list. I also have no regrets about putting my career on hold to raise my children. When I think about how much I chased the concept of love when I was young and how much energy I put into the pursuit of something I am not sure even existed... I wonder if my time would have been better spent on different pursuits, like more studying or joining the army. There have been a few heartbreaks here and there. Once I had a boyfriend who was a musician too, and he told me he didn't like my music, so he never came to see me perform, and I was devastated. It made me think, hmm, perhaps he was right. Maybe I do suck at this. Another told me because I wrote better songs than him, he couldn't handle it, so we drifted apart, and I thought, hmm, if I stopped writing songs, would he still like me? After each prize dumping, I thought, that's because you're not good-looking, cute, rich, thin or smart enough, Jan, and every other judgment I could throw at myself. I seriously thought for a while that there was something wrong with me and that I was totally unlovable. Now I know that no one can love you if you don't love and appreciate yourself first, because if you can't see it in you, then how can anyone else? You don't need to change anything about yourself in order to get someone to like you because if they are right for you, then they are going to like you, chin, hair and all. Thankfully, once I decided that I was fine just the way I was, then all my relationships got a lot better. People come into our lives and then they go. Some stick around and some just won't leave. Some teach us something very obvious and others you have no idea why you connected with them at all. Unfortunately, I learned very late in the piece that when you are not supposed to be with someone, you need to move on and just be thankful for the time you were together. Because the sooner you accept they are not for you and that they were never meant to be, the sooner you can go on to meet someone who resonates and is a better fit. In my view, when it comes to matters of the heart, there is one thing that is categorically true. Everyone deserves a great love song that they consider as theirs. Fortunately, thanks to the many affairs of the heart over time, there are many to choose from. This 
episode of Sportsman of the Year was written and performed by me, Jan Halregal. Justin Gregory was the producer and the engineer was Jana Witter. Tim Watkin is the executive producer. You can get the book Sportsman of the Year, A Suburban Philosophy, which comes with a high-resolution download, or you can get the CD too, at my website, janhalregal.com, or at record stores and bookshops who are stocking Sportsman of the Year. Ask them for it. You can subscribe to Sportsman of the Year at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and of course, rnz.co.nz forward slash series. Please give us a rating. More people find out about us that way. Thanks for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.